Pharisees, scribes, elders, those hypocrites. <laughs> Jesus answered them, My father works together too. And I work. This was in response to his being persecuted by them, and they're seeking to put him to death because he worked on the Sabbath day and healing the impotent man. And so Jesus gives proof in this verse of his deity, of his equality with the Father. He said, my Father, not our Father, but my Father, He works, and He's my Father, and I also work. That day, just as He had from the beginning of creation, and He ceased from his works of creation on the seventh day. There was nothing more to do, nothing more to be made, nothing more to be created. And so he rested. He ceased from his labors of creation on the seventh day but all his other works in, in, in sustaining and holding up and pro providing his works of love and mercy, it all continued to work. It has continued to work. And as we said last week, I'm so glad <laughs> that he continues to work on his day, the Lord's day, and sometimes he manifests that work in the saving of a soul on the Lord's day. But his works of mercy and grace and providence are always inevitable every day, no matter. What day of the week are always evident before us? As we said last week, in verse 18, the Jews knew exactly what Jesus was saying when he said, My Father. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. <laughs> so he gave proof of his deity, that he was equal with God, 
And he has more to say about that. That thought of my father worketh hitherto, and I work. He begins to enumerate on that. In verse 19, the verse we'll be looking at this morning. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Here we have his work is one with the Father. We have before us stated in this verse one that he is in perfect obedience to the Father. The Father's work is the Son's work. And the Son's work is the Father's work. They are equal. They are one. Is what he is professing here. Well, first of all, looking at what he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, nothing is more certain. You can depend on it as truth. <laughs> verily, verily, truly, truly, it is certain. <laughs> you, can, you can count on it. It's truth. I who am truth itself, the amen and faithful witness, I affirm it with the greatest assurance. <laughs> That's all wrapped up in, in those words, verily. And he didn't just say, verily, I say unto you, verily, verily. <laughs> Double emphasis on what he is about to say is the whole truth. It is truth. It is certain. And what he states here is that he did not act alone. The Lord Jesus Christ, in the works that he did, he did not act alone. He did not act independently of the Father. He neither does nor will nor can do anything alone or separate from his Father. That is true. Verily, verily. That is true. 
as we think about that, that Paul, that he does nothing independently or separate from his father, let's look at, go back to the book of John, chapter 1. The first chapter of John, chapter 1, and verse 14 tells us concerning the Word, and who was the Word? The Word was God, and the Word was God, and He created everything, and there was nothing made that was not created by Him. John 1, 1 and 1, 3 enumerates on that. And verse 14, And the Word made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ, the Word, who was with God, who was God, was made flesh. Dwelt among us. That is Jesus Christ. Verse 18. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, the one sent by the Father. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent His Son, the begotten Son of God, the Word that was with God, that was God, that was made flesh and dwelt among us, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom. Knows this where he sat. This one who was made flesh. This one who came to earth. Was, took upon himself flesh and blood. Dwelt among us. Which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared it. Where is Jesus Christ? As Jesus Christ is on earth, where was he? He's in the bosom of the Father. Where's the bosom? Right here in the front part between the arms. We call it an embrace. When we embrace somebody, they're in our bosom. Jesus Christ is in the bosom of the Father. Go with me to the third chapter to show you that while he was on earth, in the bosom of the Father, Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 13, and no man, no man hath ascended up to heaven no man has ascended up in bodily form no man has ascended there but he that 
came down from heaven. The only, the only one that has ascended up to heaven is the one that came down from heaven, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came down from heaven, and Jesus Christ ascended up to heaven. Even the Son of Man, which is in heaven, even the Son of Man, the one who <coughs> was made flesh and dwelt among us, he came down from heaven, took upon himself flesh and blood, he ascended up. The, in fact, he's in heaven right now, Jesus said. <laughs> he's in the bosom of the Father. Now, you and I don't understand how, how he could be here on earth and at the same time be in heaven. Because we're, we're, not, we're not infinite. We're finite. We're limited. But God's not limited. Jesus was God in the flesh, and he was not limited in spirit. He's God. In spirit, he's with God. All the while he's here on earth, he's with God. There's a truth that Jesus is declaring in our present text in, the, in John chapter 5 and, and verse 19. He did exactly as the Father did. He knew what was in the mind of the Father. It was His mind as well. He knew exactly the will of the Father. It was his will. You see, that's what it means to be one. They're one. There was absolutely no divergence whatsoever. No no receding whatsoever. Between the Father and Jesus. The same. The same mind. The same will. The same purpose. The same works. They did. Turn with me. To the 14th chapter. Of the book of John. The 14th chapter. And look with me at verses 10 and 11. Pay attention. Jesus here is speaking to his church. His, 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 the 12, the 11 apostles. Judas is already gone. Judas has gone out to betray the Lord. Sell him for 30 pieces of silver. Verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father? And the Father in me? See what he said? I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. 
Do you believe it? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Now look at, keep that in mind. Jesus said he dwelleth in the Father, and the Father in him, and the words which he speaks are the words of his father and the works that are done are the father's. Believe me that I am in the father and the father in me. Believe it. Or else believe me for the very works sake. What was Jesus saying there? Jesus was saying there that works that I do are the works of the Father. I and the Father are one. The Father works. Jesus works. Jesus works. The Father works. They're all the same. Because they're of one mind. They're of one will. They're of one purpose. And so, do they do? Therefore, therefore, he was perfectly obedient. <laughs> how, could he, how could he be anything else? He's, he's, he's in the Father, the Father's in Him. That mean, meaning they're of one mind, of one will, of one purpose, of one work. The same work. So it's one of perfect obedience. Turn with me. Going back a few pages to the 8th chapter. The 8th chapter, verse 28. Of John. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. I don't do it independently of myself, I don't do it separate from the Father. We're one. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. They're one mind. They're one will. And he that sent me is with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God the Father sent the Son. And Jesus here is saying, He that sent me, the Father, is with me, even now. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not let me alone. <laughs> you see that? 
we, as finite creatures, we can't fully comprehend this. But the Father, let's just use it terms like this, God, Elohim. Elohim is the plural form of God. The plural name of God, referencing God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. And God, Elohim, is what? Well, Jehovah. The Lord God is Jehovah. He's the existing God. He's omnipresent. God the Father is omnipresent. God the Son is omnipresent. God the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. They can be everywhere at the same time. They're here. They're here in our presence this morning. We're worshiping. God, we're worshiping the Son. He that worshipeth the Son, worshipeth the Father. He that honoreth the Son, honoreth the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father. We'll be reading that scripture shortly. He's with Jesus. Even presently, here in this 8th chapter of the book of John, as Jesus speaks these words to these Jews, to these Pharisees. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always, always those things that please Him. I'm perfectly obedient. I'm perfectly obedient to our mind, to our will, to our purpose, to our work. Jesus was saying, God's nature was His. The Father's mind was His. The Father's will was His. They weren't separate. The Father didn't have a will, and the Son have a will, and the Holy Spirit have a will. That's you and I. My will may differ from your will probably does but not the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit they're one will and one purpose turn with me to the book of Matthew the book of Matthew in chapter 11 look with me at verse 7 Jesus speaking Again says, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. <laughs> Whatever is in the mind of the Father is in the mind of Christ. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father. that doesn't stop there I'm glad that continues on save the son and he to whomsoever the son 
will reveal him. I'm, I'm thankful this morning that the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, by his Spirit, has revealed to me God the Father. And now he's my Heavenly Father. He's my Heavenly Father. Is he your Heavenly Father? Do you seek to please him? And all that you do as Jesus Christ did? Turn with me to the book of John. And the seventh chapter. The book of John and the seventh chapter. Read a couple verses here, beginning with verse 28. John 7, 28. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am, and I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. <laughs> Jesus says, you know where I come from. <laughs> you, you know who I am. You know it's true. But, I know him concerning the Father. For I am from him. <laughs> I came from the Father. And he hath sent me. The Father sent him. I'm glad the Father sent him, aren't you? You know what? This, this was all worked out. When? Before the foundations of the before, before ever God created anything. And it was God. It was God Elohim. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That created. You look in the first chapter. And all those words of God. Where it says God. The Hebrew word is Elohim. The plural. God. Yeah. I'm glad that he sent his son. I'm glad that he sent his son to die for me. As I was saying, this was all planned out in the council halls. Heck, his God is eternal. And he loved me. Jeremiah 31 3. He loved me with an everlasting love. He loved me with an eternal love. That means his love for me had no beginning and his love for me has no ending. If you're the loved of the Father, the beloved of the Father, it was an eternity. <laughs> that really blows our minds, doesn't it? The moment, and we use, I've used that phrase many times, the moment that I was on his mind, and really, how can I say that in, in truth? Because God is eternal, 
So I was always on his mind. And I was on his mind as one that loved. And that blows my mind. Because I know the enmity that existed. I was an enemy of God. Oh, I, I went to church and I professed God and, and I professed Jesus Christ, but I was an enemy. I was, I was doing what Seth Bourne wanted to do, what Seth Bourne liked to do, and none of it was pleasing to God. And I'm thankful that he sent his son in love to die for a wretch like me. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, for his great love, wherewith he loved even when we were dead in sin. That's made me alive. How? By Christ Jesus. By grace. Are we saved? I remember just as vividly today and as nearly 50 years ago. I remember just as vividly today the day that he granted to me repentance. Repentance. You must repent. God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Acts 17.30. I remember that day. No sin became a stench. Not only in the nostrils of God, but became a stench in my nostrils. I hated sin. And I turned from my sin and turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. I say I did it. Yes, I did it. But it was under the power of God that I did it. If He'd have left me go, I wouldn't be here today. I can tell you that. If he'd have let me go, I'd be yet in my sins and my trespasses. I'd be still doing what Seth Bourne wanted to do. What Seth Bourne delighted in. Jesus said, but I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me turn with me to the 8th chapter look at go down to verse 54 verse 54 of the 8th chapter Jesus answered if I honor myself my honor is nothing it is my father that honoreth me whom ye say that he is your father. Hmm. 
That was these Jews, these Pharisees, scribes, hypocrites. Yet ye have not known him. Back up a few verses. He, he says, you're of your father the devil. Because you don't do the works. You profess that he's your father, but you don't do his works. You're of your father the devil. Yet ye have not known him. But I know him. And if I should say, I know not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him. And keep. And keep. I do. And I guard. His things. Chapter 10. Chapter 10 of John. Look at what Jesus says here to those Jews as well in verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And we know each other. Because he's in the Father and the Father's in him. They're one mind. They're one will of one purpose. Even so know I the Father. And I laid down my life for the sheep. Go with me down to verse uh, 28. Verse 28 of this chapter. Concerning his sheep, which he knows and which follow him. He says, in verse 28, he says, And I give unto them eternal life. Not life today and no life tomorrow. Eternal life. No end. Life is no end. And they shall never perish because they have eternal life. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand, out of the hand of the Son, out of the hand of Jesus. My Father, which gave my Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. If you didn't understand what he's saying, he added this statement I and my Father are one. Here he's professing to have the same power as his father. Their power is equal. It's the same. <laughs> the father and the son. The son's in the father. The father's in the son. They have the same mind. They have the same will. Same purpose. Same work. Same power. Exists in them both. Chapter 14. Chapter 14. Go down with me to verse 19. Verse 19. 
Jesus speaking to his church, the 11 apostles. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye see me. And they, they did see him. They did see him after his resurrection, after his crucifixion, burial. And after he rose again, they saw him. They saw him. And ye shall live also. Because Christ lives. We know that we also are going to live. Continue to live. There's not going to be any cessation to our life. We're going to continue ever with him. At that day... <laughs> When you see him no more, at that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye, to his saved church members, the apostles, the eleven apostles, and ye in me, and I in you. Do you understand? We are to be one. If we are in Christ and He's in us and He's in the Father and the Father in Him, we are to be one with the Father and with the Son. How are we doing? How are we doing? Oh, we have... The Holy Spirit of God in dwelling us to work truly in Christ Jesus, Romans 8 1, and doing the work of the Spirit, following the leading of the Spirit of God, and not following the flesh. Turn with me to the book of John, chapter. Well, we're in John, the 17th chapter. Jesus, here in his high priestly prayer for us, to the Father, gives us more explanation of what he was speaking in these verses that we've looked at, particularly in the book of John, but also as well in the book of Matthew, in chapter 11, verse 27. In John chapter 17, Verse 11, Jesus praying to the Father, he says, And now, I am no more in the world, but these, these, these whom I have given eternal life to, these whom, whom I have manifested the Father to, these whom <laughs> I have called unto myself, and given eternal life to. These present in the day and time that Jesus lived and walked upon the earth. But these are in the world. 
and I come to Thee. Holy Father, keep through Thine own name those whom Thou hast given me, that they may be one. Not a period there. That they may be one as we are. Just show it to you. Let all those scriptures show you the oneness of the Father and the Son. And now he's praying that these eleven and more that he's given eternal life to, that they would be one with them as he and the Father are one. Well, not the end of his prayer. Thank, thank the Lord it's not because go down to verse 20. And you see that he's prayed for us too. Verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone. These, these in, that we were referencing in verse 11. Those that were presently there with him. That he had left yonder while he went into the garden, into the garden to pray before his crucifixion. He said, "Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, through the word of, of the eleven and, and the apostles took the word, word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ into all the world." The church has taken it into the world and continues to take it into all the world today. That they all may be one as you and me. That we may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one, is given unto us the glory, the glory of the Son, the glory of the Father, given unto us that we might be one as they are one. We are Christ. Christ is in us. Christ is in the Father. The Father in Him. Christ is in us. The Father is in us. We're one with the Father and with the Son. We're to be one. We're to be walking in our daily life as one with the Father. As we talk in Sunday school, we don't live perfectly yet. Oh, I wish I did. 
that longing in your heart? Do you not long to live perfectly before your Heavenly Father? And now, even as you see that He's in you, if you're saved, you're born again, and you're in Him, don't you have that longing to walk perfectly before your Heavenly Father? To bring honor and glory Praise unto His name, knowing sin does not bring honor, does not bring glory unto the Father. And when we sin, we're not walking as one with the Father and the Son. But oh, we ought to be grieved. We ought to grieve over our sin and our trespasses. And that grieving ought to take us to the throne of grace, pouring out our confessions of our sins before our Heavenly Father, knowing that He forgives us of our sin and cleanses our walk. Let's stand together.